It wasn't the wedding day they dreamed of, but it's become a symbol of hope. A young couple, Ukrainian, married in Kyiv as Russian bombs continued to drop. Joy amid chaos and fear, not just puppy love, it's the gospel. Irina and Sviatoslav said their vows as bomb alarms rang outside the church, drowning out those church bells that were ringing to celebrate a young couple's wedding day. A surreal thing to hear, a surreal day. They said it was scary, but it was also the happiest day of their life. There they stood, in the middle of the terror of war, and declared that love is greater. Christ reigns now, and as Christians, we can stand in the middle of chaos and declare that his love is greater. But we also have something else, a wedding day, the marriage feast to the Lamb when Christ returns. On that day, love will finally win, and there will be no more war. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, where we get to share together every day the great story that's all about Jesus. Our program series this week is called Lord. Teach us to pray. What a coincidence that this program series was chosen before Russia invaded Ukraine. We are one week into this war today. 700,000 people have fled their homes to western Ukraine and across the border to safer countries in Eastern Europe. We've been getting a lot of calls. How can we help? I'll tell you how in just a few minutes. We've been talking this week to Christians in Ukraine in particular Kiev, with partner ministry Far East Broadcasting Company. David Wolin is a vice president with FEBC. He used to work with us here at Dave Today. He just got out of a prayer meeting with their team in Ukraine. David, thanks for joining me. How were you guys praying? Charles, we were praying in tears and at times. Um, there were two people that were calling from Kiev, and there was also a Russian uh, who, Christian uh, who works with FEPC Russia, and he was calling in as well. And Charles, the, one of the most poignant things that was shared on that call was uh, one of the Ukrainians saying, this is a golden moment for the gospel. There are no more atheists in Ukraine. Um, so there are, there's an incredible uh, evangelistic uh, effort going on right now in Ukraine. Uh, it's not just FEBC. I think the church as a whole is rising up. This is something that the, the Spirit is empowering. Incredible boldness, Book of Acts kind of boldness, and people are coming to faith. It's mm. incredible to watch uh, from a distance, and they're, they're begging for, for prayer, much like the Apostle Paul, Paul prayed for prayer, that he, should, he could be bold as he should. That's what they're saying. Mm. David, I understand Two of those pastor broadcasters, one of them might be a pastor, but they're both broadcasters, stayed behind in Kiev, along with pastoring and broadcasting. Tell me what they have been doing these last few days as they're completely surrounded now by the Russian army. That's right, Charles. Uh, they've been going on the streets and walking around with the with the patrols. The, you know, there are, there are citizen soldiers now walking the streets, volunteers, and they've they don't have rifles in their hands. They have their Bibles, and they are having 
conversations uh, about eternity with men who are facing their own mortality. And there's so much fear, uh, but there's so much openness. And people are coming to Christ, Charles. It's, in, it's just, it's incredible. And we're, we're, seeing, um, we're seeing boldness um, from, from uh, every, every quarter uh, of the ministry of FEBC Ukraine. Give me one instance of how people are coming to faith in Christ. Yeah, so Charles, this is this is interesting as well. So when they're inside uh, in the bunkers, they're continuing to share the the gospel. Igor is one of our broadcasters, and he is meeting with teenagers uh, often on social media apps, uh, and they're tuning in by by the dozens. Uh, and yesterday, twenty teens on just one of these calls gave their life to Christ. Uh, give their lives to Christ. And so this is just one example, but so much joy uh, in the midst of so much darkness because we're seeing God do something incredible in the midst of such tragedy. Mm. David Wallen with Far East Broadcasting, thank you for sharing with us. Uh, We needed to hear that. God bless you. Thanks, Charles. Coming up, we're going to hear from a Ukrainian whose organization is on the ground helping refugees right now. But before we hear our first song, I want you to hear some Ukrainian students singing Mighty to Save in Russian. Fred Human, who helps train worship leaders at a local university in Kyiv, recorded this video as the battle for his capital raged nearby. Truly, our God is mighty to save. to save 
And leading into that song, we heard Ukrainian seminary students singing this song in Russian. So important, because many Ukrainians speak both languages. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. The program is called Lord, Teach Us to Pray. Now, let's meet up with the president of Mission Eurasia, Sergei Rakuba. Sergei, you have offices in Kiev and all across Eastern Europe. How are your people? Where are they now? Yes, Charles. Uh, Ukraine is the headquarter for our uh, ministry, field ministries in all out Eurasia, in all 14 countries of the former Soviet Union. Uh, and Ukraine uh, uh, is our hub country from where we were, were coordinating our ministry across all the rest of the former Soviet Union nations. Uh, so our headquarters is based in Kiev, uh, Ukraine. And as of yesterday, our entire team uh, was able to escape the bombing, you know, and they all now in the Western part, many families are still at the border planning to cross to Poland. Uh, Men are staying back, uh, mobilizing churches close, those churches that are close to the Western border, they're near Lviv, Lviv, Lutsk, and other areas to minister to those people that are trying to find a safer place, trying to find shelter and a safe place for their families. Sergey, your ministry not only has offices in Ukraine, but Russia too. Have you heard from your team there? Just when uh, we started talking, you know, I received a call from our in-country director in Russia. He's in Moscow. And uh, on constant basis, they are letting us know. So the churches in Moscow, churches across Russia, are praying for, uh, they call peace in Ukraine, praying for Ukraine. They're checking on uh, our colleagues, you know, in Ukraine all the time and letting us know so that they are totally in disbelief, you know, what's happening, never believe that Russia can do that. So they don't, they say don't support. They are uh, the action of their government or their president and mm-hmm. offer all prayer support, emotional support, spiritual support, all what they can. Sergey, you are committed to Jesus Christ, first and foremost, but there are some real tangible needs right now in Ukraine. What's your ministry doing right now to help the people who are in need? Uh, so that we're doing, we're mobilizing all possible volunteer, volunteer resources, raising enough resources to provide food for the refugees. As we speak now, we are packing 10,000 family food packages. Cost of one package is about $50. And uh, uh, one food package is enough for a family to sustain a family of four or five people for at least one week. So we are coordinating a process of bringing food from European countries like Poland and uh, Slovakia and Romania to Moldova there. And that's the main focus to help to accommodate this uh, need of a large number of refugees that are in those areas. People that are standing in those uh, to the checkpoints uh, are trying to get out of the country. And I get reports, I get pictures. There are miles and miles and miles mm-hmm. of lines. So the people stand in those lines. This I see this group of young people from local churches. We mobilize, we work with, are ministering to these people, bringing spiritual uh, comfort to them and uh, also uh, through providing food and uh, trying to entertain them, if I can say, you know, helping them, uh, Mm -hmm. so ministering to these people as well. Sergei Rakuba, 
with Mission Eurasia, founded in Wheaton, Illinois. I think we should just stop and pray right now. So, Sergey, would you lead us in prayer? Lord Jesus, we come to you and, uh, you know, you tell us so that we should come to you when we are in difficult situation. We call unto you and we pray, Father, so that you can intervene in this such a unbelievable crisis that Ukraine, Ukrainian people are going through now. So and we pray so that you can intervene and bring peace. So we pray, Father, so that the church in the midst of all this destruction will continue shining as your light, your light of hope, your light of your love so that they continue ministering to those families that have no place where to go so that they uh, will find hope through your people that are there in the midst of this war ministering to them. I pray for the church leaders that continue leading this congregation that serve their communities, that they lead the nation in a spiritual way, holding the grounds and preaching the gospel to their nation. So we pray for the leaders of Ukraine so that they have wisdom they have courage to lead the nation. We pray for the Ukrainian army so that they can, with all the strength that they have, Father, so that they can defend their nation and their communities. So we pray for the thousands and thousands of refugees that are seeking for help, Father, there. And we pray so that you can intervene, you be there, and uh, so that in your powerful way, you can provide help so that there's so much needed there. We pray for resources, Father, that's so much needed to help these refugee families. And we pray so that people can generously get involved and give to support those who are in need in Ukraine. And I pray this all in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Sergey, thank you for joining us here on Haven Today. And you, wherever you are, can join Sergey right now by partnering with him to send food packs to families who need them right now in Eastern Europe. When we look for partners to work with, we have a checklist. Are they already on the ground and able to do what's needed? Are they trustworthy? Are their books open? There are already scams offering relief and the money will never arrive. We've prayed and we're partnering with Mission Eurasia founded in Wheaton. They're a member like us of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. You may not have heard of them, but they work with a few thousand churches in the region. They are uniquely poised to hit the ground running. So every $50 you send will feed a family of five for a week. I want to ask you right now to pray boldly, but give boldly. How many refugee families does the Lord want you to feed in this crisis? Call us or go online. We ask that you give either online or by calling so we can quickly wire the money and buy the food to feed the displaced hungry. Your support will be given in the name of Jesus. One family, a hundred families, a thousand families. You can be the hands and feet of Jesus. And remember, as has been the case for 88 years, not a dime for Haven. Every dollar for Ukraine goes to Ukraine. Just call us at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. 
Also, take time to look at our Faith Live blog that will pop up on our homepage when you visit haventoday.org. And bless you for blessing them. Now, I want us to turn to the Lord's Prayer once again. If you've spent time in the church, then you know the Lord's Prayer. Fifty-seven words in Greek that Jesus spoke to his disciples when they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. Fifty-seven words, a little more in English, but no less powerful. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Forgive us our debts. I have always found it so incredible that this request comes towards the end of this magnificent prayer. Christians today, especially those of us in the West, tend to focus on only the spiritual, and that is, of course, very, very important. But we also need to think about the physical. Don't hear me wrong, please. I'm not saying at all that the cross is not important. In fact, the cross is our truest and most secure hope in the world. We would be nowhere if it were not for Jesus Christ, his death, his resurrection for us. We need forgiveness. But notice all the things we're told to pray before we get there. That the Lord's name would be revered and honored that his will would be done here on earth, that our daily bread would be supplied. The Lord's Prayer focuses us on the daily struggle for life, and then it takes us to the bedrock, our need for grace. We need forgiveness. Of course we do, but it comes in the midst of our need for daily protection and provision from our Lord. I think about my brothers and sisters in Christ, in Ukraine, even Russia right now, Those who are trusting in the Lord and who do not want war, they are struggling. Many Ukrainians have fled their homes. They're refugees seeking shelter. They need daily bread. Many Russians are risking their livelihoods by protesting the war. They need the Lord's will to be done here on earth. But all of us need grace, and we all need to find forgiveness. What does it mean to forgive debts? Jesus taught us to ask for forgiveness, even as we forgive the debts of others. What does that mean? Well, first, it means we refuse to hold grudges. I once heard it said that holding a grudge is like letting someone live inside your head rent-free. Your issue with them, maybe even their sin against you, takes up space in your mind. Letting them stay there only makes us angry or sad. It makes us anxious. It eats away at us. Forgiveness doesn't mean just evicting the person, though. It means dealing with what they've done so that we can move on. Forgiveness is hard work. And we know this because of what Jesus did to forgive us. He dealt with our sin, not by waving his hand over it, but by dealing with it. He took our sin on his own back. And then he took that sin to the cross to deal with it once and for all. In the same way, we need to take the sins of others that they've committed against us and lay them at the feet of Jesus. And then, and only then, will we be able to forgive them even as we have been forgiven by the Lord. 
But forgiveness also means not getting even. We might be able to forgive a person, to let them move out of our head, to let go of our grudges against them, but we might still want to get back at them. It's like when my children years ago would get in fights over toys. I could convince them to shake hands and share and hug each other, but as soon as I left the room, the fight started over again because the score hadn't yet been settled. Well, we do this too. Someone cuts us off on a freeway. We get mad, but we do find a way to drop it. Only to zoom past that person a few minutes later and cut them off right back. Forgive us our debts means that the Lord doesn't get even. He doesn't do the same thing to us as we do to him. When we forgive another person, it means we refuse to sin against them in the same way they've sinned against us. We refuse to get even. It is so hard not to want to get even. It's even more difficult to want true restorative grace. But that's what we pray when we pray the Lord's Prayer. Lord, make us the kind of people who refuse to get even, but people who seek truth in all things. Help us to forgive our debtors because we realize just how much we've been forgiven. Forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's a radical prayer for radical grace. And we find the power to do both in Jesus and his spirit that he's poured out into our hearts. Lord, teach us to pray.
That's the Collingsworth family and the Lord's Prayer on this Haven Today. Lord, teach us to pray. It was so encouraging to hear how even with war in Ukraine, the gospel goes forth. Now, can you join me? Will you pray boldly and give boldly? We heard from Sergei Rakuba of Mission Eurasia. I've known Sergei and his ministry for a quarter of a century. I knew his predecessor, the late Peter Dynica, before that. They are uniquely placed for such a time as this. In Ukraine and neighboring countries with all these displaced people, they are connected to hundreds of Bible-believing churches to provide housing for refugees. But the need for food is overwhelming. Every $50 you send will feed a family of five for a week. After praying boldly, how many families can you help feed and become the hands and feet of Jesus? My wife and I have already made our gift. Would you do the same right now? Call us at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN, or give boldly online at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Every gift made will be used quickly in Eastern Europe. And remember, not a dime for Haven. Every dollar you send for Ukraine goes to Ukraine. If you want to also send a gift to Haven as well, we will make certain that your intentions are honored. And don't forget, we still have Nancy Guthrie's book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer for your gift to the ministry if you want it with illustrations, scriptures, prayer prompts. This book will help old and young alike develop a better prayer life and a closer walk that we all need right now with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again on Friday we get to share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Remember making a pinky promise or crossing your heart? When we were younger, these were the ways we could add a little more certainty to our word. We promised something, and this added action showed the other person that we were serious about it. We would follow through no matter what, but whether or not we actually fulfilled our promises, that's another story. But there's an oath better than a pinky promise or a heart crossing. As Paul says, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ and no through him. The amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. No doubts, no wondering if God will do what he says, only a yes and an amen, because our Lord is faithful. Anchor Devotional can help encourage you in your daily walk with him. Try it out at getanchor.com.